0: Welcome to the KPNs Podcast. I'm Faye Rudnitsky and KPNs is my personal journey of becoming more capable and more human every day. This episode is all about human movement and how I manage to turn myself from a couch potato to a moving human being. My guest today is Asaf Raz who's a personal trainer, CrossFit trainer and life coach in the making. Asaf, say hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Ready? Here we go. okay so we are talking about movement today okay this is um for me it's super special because i was not uh born as a moving person i mean we all born as moving people oh, but, yeah, we are. We but are but our lives are built in a way which actually determines how uh how active we are and i was born without a computer in my face i was born in ukraine everything i had in my childhood is actually after school we were just running around riding our bicycles and making up some weird stories about our friends going to swim in the river and like this like the perfect childhood that everybody wants today for their kids i had it before i was 10 years old and then it all changed so if you want to read the whole uh the whole story you can read it on my blog and uh, at kpns.com, uh but we're not here to, to to go over that story again. Today we're here with Asafraz who's uh he's a personal trainer, he's a CrossFit trainer. This is how I know him. He coaches at uh box where I train, yep. where I exercise. CrossFit Florentine. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if you are ever in Tel Aviv, you should really go there. You should come by. Yeah. Saturday nights it. are the best ones. Saturday <laughs> evenings best workouts. that's when you coach they're, they're, they're mine they're yo mine. what's your story you know everyone has a story what's yours the topic we're talking about today is active life so i'll start with what made me active with what kind of active person i am um i was born just as you said i remember going out to play with uh going out to play with friends outside we didn't have phones uh until we we're like 14. Yeah, nobody had phones nobody had we <laughs> were like at the that was like the changing, the changing phase of, of, of humanity, I think. You know, uh, we are that generation yeah. that,
0: that, that can be proud of discovering the phones and developing our lives uh, and, and having that balance between phones and actual relationships with yeah. people.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had that. We had that still. I mean, I'm, I was born in 92. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm still young, but yep. we had that, we were just that, um, as I said, changing generation when we had, we still had the chance to play outside, but we could schedule it with our friends by text messages, right. you know, so we kind of had the phones to use, uh, but we used them to meet outside. Um, and that- We were just going to shout at people's, <laughs> uh, shout at people's balconies. That's I remember we, we, we threw, uh, oh, we used to throw as kids, um uh, um, um, how do you call those? A Chinese, uh... Um, oranges. I don't know what's the name in Hebrew. It's like I was Chinese like this, oranges. Yeah, I don't remember the name. Uh, they whatever, probably have a name. Whatever it is, we were crazy kids. Uh, we, I grew in a uh, what we call in Israel Moshav, uh, which is like a sort of a community, um, small community, up to um, maybe a thousand families. And
0: it's like like a countryside, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a it's
1: kind of countryside. It's not urban. No, it's not urban. Uh, it's close to urban places. I mean, it's close to uh, Natania. Okay. Uh, which is like the the closest city to us. Uh, but it's again it's all evolving today. It's like small cities. Already. Did you have like a large yard and, and... Yeah, okay. always. Yeah. I had a big yard and a few steps away from my house. I had uh we, we used to build uh uh like uh hiding places with all the friends together, <laughs> you know, we used to put them together with pieces of wood we find, you know. So so I grew up I grew up in a place where um uh, being outside and being active outside and doing things, um, in open air was always a thing. We always had it happening, um, with our friends, uh, and by, by ourselves, you know, going out for walks or runs, a bike rides. I remember, I remember I used to, to have like a big ramps I used to make for my bike and we used to all jump from them and we, we all got hurt uh, and we all had bruises. You know, it was a part of life, yeah. a part of, of, uh, who we are. And I think that's, uh, asking who I am, I think it's really important to put that point that um, I was still at that generation that was that had the, the chance to to experience that to the fullest. I think that kids today uh, don't get that chance anymore. Parents are very protective of their children because they know what life has to offer, the good and the bad. So they're trying to kind of protect their children. So You know, yeah. that's
0: interesting because, um, like, of course, previous generations have more reasons to be careful Uh, but that's really a matter of how you decide to raise your kids because like my parents never knew when when i was out when i was outdoors we were running far away we were swimming in a river with no uh supervision whatsoever Mm -hmm. and 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 we were coming home or well, not I mean or but we or were coming just the home yeah, exactly and today the, the the parents with all the technology and stuff they have they know the location of their kids to me it's it's way beyond creepy. it's, way beyond,
1: it's obsessive weren't your parents uh, afraid they they always were they always were my parents are well my dad is a he was born worried I think <laughs> you know he was born a worried person. He finds anything to be worried about, um, which is not a bad thing. I think that for him, but my mom is the opposite. My mom is just, she can just literally kick us out of the door. Just go, you know, if you're going to travel, just go. You you need to make things happen. Just go. So my mom is a, is a pusher and she's not worried at all. Uh, I think that inside she might be, but she never shows it. Um, she
0: still, she still gives you the freedom, the freedom, to experience always. the freedom to discover yourself. Always.
1: That's awesome. Always, always. Uh, I remember when I was uh, twelve or thirteen, I had a friend that moved to Switzerland, right? And I decided that I want to go to, to visit him, so I'm going to fly by myself. At what age? And yeah, th- it was twelve or thirteen, I think. <laughs> and uh, my dad says, "No, no way, like no fucking way. You're not doing this." And I and I and I uh, talked to my mom, and she said.
0: Sure, of course, no, I, you, you, know. you you have to go. Here, you know?
1: let, let let me get your ticket. <laughs> let me get let me get the <laughs> ticket right now. I I used my bar mitzvah money to get the ticket. Actually, <laughs> I remember, that. and um, and my dad was worried the whole time. I was there for ten days, I think, with a family that knows me, with one of my best friends that moved, and my dad was worried the whole ten days. And it's not something new, you know. It it, it always happens uh, with him, but I'm very happy that. I was able to to let myself loose and kind of feel still feel free to to experience stuff with my life. Um, I always manage, you know, and that kind of person that always finds I always manage, you know. I got to to tell you by myself. <laughs> I always manage. I always find something. I always find someone. I always find my way. That's good. Having yeah. that security that yeah.
0: no matter what, you'll know the answer. You'll yeah. find out the answer. Yeah. That's good. That's true. How did you become a a personal trainer? I mean, sports, did you always have that as part of your life? Yes, yes,
1: yes. I started off, um, sports was always a thing for me. I had many kinds of sports that I did in my life. Well, tennis would be the main one, that one I did for for most of my life, I can say. I started when I was eight, just playing randomly, and obviously my uh, competitiveness made me push harder. Uh, so I, I played for a while. And then when I was uh, 13, I moved to, But I used to go every day to Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. uh, take a taxi to the train, then train uh, to Tel Aviv, and then walk 20 minutes to get to the tennis courts at uh, like a fitness hour. And then we had three hours of training, just tennis. And then when I was done, my dad would pick me up from work and I, I would get home at maybe 8, 9 p.m. And every day, how many times a week? Five days a week. Five days a uh, week, even six sometimes. Okay. So, I used so to you were it.
0: born. Like, I was. I was
1: born an athlete. Yes. You know. Um. So I played. I started when I was eight. Uh, I was done at about twenty-one. Uh, I used to coach also at that phase between eighteen to twenty-one. I had chances to coach in the weekends. You know, I was in the army that time, but I had chances to come back home and uh, train, uh, train in the weekend and coach in the weekend. So. Uh, i was really into it uh at some point it was just too much you know just kind of took away took away from my life time wise time time wise and just kind of you don't have friends you don't have you know you have uh your life just kind of changes to uh, being a competitor um and i decided to to leave it in the years that i played and kind of move on with my that's life a lot of years that's a lot of years yeah but at some point in the middle i used to uh, i started going to the gym because i had a problem with my body i needed kind of it was imbalanced because of tennis so i had to get it balanced my right side was stronger than my left side oh my back my right side the right side of my back was uh you know you could actually see the difference between the right side and left side of my back i was always wondering like aren't you supposed to develop both sides you in terms are. of you, you do yeah yeah when like you know soccer
0: players they they usually try to train both legs regardless of their
1: uh natural preposition yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah I, I used to play with my uh my forehand was right side and my backhand was uh both hands but still you play your main side as my main side was my right, right side of my body if i would be a professional tennis player who trains from the morning to the evening and do it like uh, every day for a while then I would go to, I would go to coaches would recommend to go and, and kind of balance your body at the gym and lift some weights, just kind of get everything balanced, it never is you know, your, your strong side is your strong side for tennis,
0: it's a d- different kind of development yeah. also, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's very different, it's a different kind of sport also um, today from, t- from, from today I can say that this sport, tennis was uh, mainly mental for me you know, body wise it, never, it, never, it wasn't really assisting me with anything just aerobic capacity right. uh, but up to there that's the only thing it did and a lot of mental strength being alone on the court you, know, you need to be in control of the game um, and you need to understand that everything, in, everything there is patience <laughs> and persistence and perseverance you have to kind of be very um, on it all the time you have to be active all the time when you're when you're on the, i remember going to games and and you just need to be very 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 concentrated plus uh, you always have the opponent who's always oh, pushing forward yeah and he's still going to be concentrated as well yeah exactly and he's going to be he's going to have some dirty moves as well so you've got to be prepared for anything um but i was very frustrated at that time i couldn't get the mental game i didn't understand um, how you can keep pushing for so long for two three four hours you just keep pushing um and you're always concentrated i used to um, have a hard time with that so i think that at that point i understood i'm not going to be a tennis uh, Hmm. professional tennis player and that i was fine with that um and when i was about 18 i started uh even less i think it was even 16 i started going to the gym because i had to balance my body at that point i got addicted to (laughs) lifting weights of any sort um Mostly back then, it was uh, about my body image. Uh, so my body image was one of the most uh, important things for me. When you you com- comfortable with what you saw in the mirror? Uh, to, at the beginning, no. Okay. At the beginning, no. I think that most of the time when I was uh, at the gym, I was doing bodybuilding workouts. I wasn't a, a literally a bodybuilder. I didn't get to that uh, uh, size because I just couldn't. My body is not prepositioned to get to, to, to these sizes because my just my body itself is not strong enough you know it's not big or it's not big like enough the, i would say in, in the bone structure yeah, or the or something bone something structure. That, right? you need to be very big to do a uh, bodybuilding you can also start very thin and get there but it it requires a lot of uh, food mainly a lot of uh, you need to get fat right uh, that's what that's how i saw it maybe i'm maybe i'm mistaken but that's how i saw it you need to get very fat and then from being fat you can um build that muscle and i couldn't My body image wouldn't let me do that and um and most of the time i i worked out at the gym the 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 goal or the hidden goal was body image (laughs) Now i was very insecure about what i saw and um it's it's kind of today i i I, when looking looking back at it it's kind of an illness
0: it is you know it's it's a mental illness we all have
1: yeah you you kind of you look at the mirror and everything has changed i mean if you look six months back your your body is totally different but you'd still look at the mirror and say oh wow like this is not enough i'm missing one thing here and one thing there and my muscle here could be bigger or could be thinner and and today i look at it and i feel kind of i feel it's very stupid you know
0: you know like i had a this uh very long journey before i found something which i can actually go to every week and and enjoy so much which is crossfit this is mm-hmm. how we met yeah um and the funny thing is that I didn't like what I seen in the mirror and I started liking that way before I saw any change. Yeah. Like there wasn't even a change. I was working out for like two weeks or something like that. So there's absolutely no change that you can possibly see in a mirror. No. But uh, but suddenly I I was appreciating myself for acting. I was appreciating myself to getting it back together. There we go. I was appreciating myself for knowing that I'm doing something about it. Yeah. And that's when I started really loving my body. Yeah. I mean, I was no longer afraid to take off my shirt at the beach and it, I wouldn't even care how it looks anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of how I feel, how I... And and that goes with everything. I mean, not only look at myself, but it's also how I hold myself while I'm walking. Yeah. And I'm a very tall person, so I'm used to uh, um, I'm used to getting my head like, yeah. slightly lower yeah. uh, all the time. And I was past that like in less than two weeks. And it's something I still need to maintain. Uh, but it's not how my body looked, but how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you can work
1: on with... With lifting more with weights. With lifting more weights. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that is, that is why I got into CrossFit. I mean, that is what uh, caught me with CrossFit. Um, there is a definite correlation between um, how you feel when you look in the mirror to how you feel about yourself. I mean, there is no way that you'll be able to compensate on how you feel about yourself with being more buff, or with being more fit. There, nothing, nothing of that could help you feel better about yourself. It is a side effect that is really great for people who work out. They get yeah. a, a, a great looking body. That's amazing that's great, but it's, it's, it's secondary to how you feel about yourself. And I think that what got me with CrossFit is the understanding that it doesn't matter how much you lift. It matters how persistent you are. It doesn't matter how you look in the mirror. It matters how efficient you are. It matters how your body reacts to different movements in low intensity and also in high intensity, which is, that is where we test. That is where we test. When we go into the functional movements um, with high intensity, um, that is where we test our bodies. And I think that today, being two years into CrossFit, the one thing that I'm really happy about is my body image is not dependent on my workouts. I won't go and do more uh, uh, abs for 20 more minutes because I want my abs to show at the beach. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I won't eat differently or eat less so i would be thinner for the summer i don't care i love my body and i love myself the way i am today and that is understanding through crossfit that um, uh, we can be more efficient we can walk taller as you are uh, we can uh, stand straight we can endure um, things for longer as, as a, in going up the stairs. You know, we can, we can handle ourselves for, for longer and more efficiently and I think that is something that changed, that is, has really changed my life. And I, 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 I can give that to CrossFit. Uh, a lot of other things that I do with my life as well, I have uh, uh, different um, uh, processes that I'm, I'm, I'm going through with myself, with my life. Uh, I have a life coach that I work with for a year now, right. kind of building myself together. Uh, but I need to give that uh, to CrossFit. That that one thing of getting rid of that body image problem, right. which I don't have today, and hmm. I think that is the most important thing here, um, and that is something that I would really want to emphasize here. Of of the, this whole the whole idea of, of this podcast is about being a better human being, right? And I think that body image is one of the worst things, uh, or one of the things that can be the hardest thing for a person to become a better human being if his body image is low. Right. it's very hard to become a, a, a quotation of a better human being okay so so and body image is not related to how i look in the mirror or to others or to others yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's not you can't um live a life being uh, looking around all the time and seeing other people and saying this is what i want or that is what i want because that's exactly because that's exactly what we see. Like you go
0: into Instagram, you go to Facebook, mm. uh, and and all you see are those beautiful and happy people. And it's it goes way beyond body image. All you see is whatever people decide to show off. I agree, right? So you see that on Facebook, you see it on Instagram. You see these people who work out a lot. You see their bodies, and you uh, you get the feeling that this is how people should look. It's like exactly the the problem with models, right? Uh, this is exactly the, 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 the thing. You see girls with uh, nutrition problems uh, and growing up on the wrong image on what's normal and what's natural. And, uh, and, and and it's the same. We're being fed with standards which we can never possibly live upon. No, Plus, when we set our, our minds on living upon somebody else's standards, we'll never be perfect in our eyes.
1: And there we go so uh,
0: exactly there's no end to this
1: yeah because because again when you live in uh, when you live your life comparing yourself when you live in in comparison to anything to anyone else it's very hard to become a happy person there's absolutely no way for you to become happy. there's there's 0.0001 percent that you can become really happy comparing yourself to other people all the time so I mean, we're and all maintaining different. that happiness because man- you, you can, can reach like happiness peaks for a moment, but can you maintain them? No, no. yeah, no, I exactly. I agree. And I think also, uh, if we talk about happiness, happiness is not uh, determined by um, time frames, it's deter- determined by moments. The way I see it, you know, if, if we can uh, acknowledge and recognize the times that we were happy in our day, right, then we are going to be happy people. So being a better human being for me is also being a happy person because when you're happy and when you're happy about what you have and about yourself, you, you send that energy outside, you know, to other people and to other environments. And people kind of, um, they, it's like a sponge, you know, they, they receive it without even knowing. Right. So, uh, But ha- happiness is
0: individual. Like I agree. Ha- Everyone has its own happiness sources. And so for me, for example, being happy means doing all the stuff that I want to do and feeling accomplished, like finishing tasks, closing loops, okay. uh, having those achievement moments in my life. With are the things that everything? you love
1: doing, with the things that you love exactly. doing. The, yes, the, the exactly. Things, those are things that related only to you. Now, maybe other people are doing podcasts as well. Right. But this is your personal goal, your personal mission. It gives you uh, meaning. You right, know, exactly. Your life has yep. kind of a meaning to it. And when you have meaning... Then you can't say that a day that you completed, I don't know, you have uh, 10 tasks, okay? And you had a full day and you completed the whole 10 tasks. Your day was great, but you can't tell me that everything that happened that day was great. Because when you walk down the street, the water from air conditioning went straight <laughs> on your head or a pigeon shit <laughs> on your bag. You know, you stepped on poop yeah, or, or, you, know, or you almost got uh, hit, hit over by a car. So not everything in a day that is great has been great. But it depends on what you look at and how you acknowledge it and the good things that you see in your day. I think that one of the most important things that I have done is um, every day for 100 days, I created a list of at least three good things that happened to me today. (laughs) Uh, And and it's it's now uh, prepositions in my mind. So my mind now knows how to do it automatically. I don't think too much. Yeah, but you're grateful. Yeah, but I'm just I'm grateful for having a great burger today. I saw the sun going down, which was amazing, and, uh, and I had great fruits, or I, w- I went to the market and the smell was amazing. So it's from the small things, when you start with the small things that you're grateful for and you say, this was good in my day, um, then you become a happy person because your mind is already coded. You're actually coding your mind, like coding a program in your computer, you're coding your mind for happiness for looking for those happiness points in your day right being aware
0: of them yeah. and noticing them and and living the moment yeah living
1: yep. in that moment of that, that mo- happy yeah. and you're grateful for it in that moment it's not that you're waiting a month and then you're saying oh a month ago i was so happy you know you're grateful <laughs> at that moment you can yeah. smile at that moment i i ca- i catch myself smiling just smiling for no reason in the middle of the day and people are looking at me you know it happens you're weird though don't you have like problems (laughs) smiling? what's what's wrong with you man what's wrong with you and i (laughs) i just smile and they have no no choice either they smile back or they walk away they usually do smile by the way yeah yeah because it's it's addictive it's it's sorry it's um it's contagious it's contagious sorry yeah Yeah, that was the word it's contagious because when you move happiness and you move your happiness and you and you send it outside it's being received by people. They right. don't even. Sometimes they don't even acknowledge it. They don't understand that that's what happened.
0: It's totally, it's totally yeah,
1: yeah. self conscious. Yeah, But it happens. Right. So, so how,
0: how do you apply that uh, approach uh, when you're uh, when you coach? Um. Well, it. How it do you goes- How do you pass it on? I mean, I mean, uh, getting somebody to lift more weight and be persistent.
1: How, how do you get? How do you develop that in your trainees? Um. The one thing I do is, first of all, I love to create personal connections, okay? So um, I know that in a a group, it's going to be hard to create those personal connections. And not everyone is going to want a personal connection. Some people are just going to want to come to the gym, go to the box, do their one hour and just go home, talk to no one, that's fine. When I ke- when I create personal connections, like we had a personal connection throughout the workout, and you came for to like a 16, 17, 18 people workout, I still ha- I was still able to have a personal connection with you. Right. Um, what I like doing is looking at people while they work out uh, and see what what is what are their natural responses to a workout. Okay. So. Um, Let's say I look at a person. I will take you as an example because you're, you're a really good example for me, if you're okay with that. Sure. Um, what I saw with you is I saw that your body is not ready for sports for, um, or competitive sports. Okay? Right. You're, as you said, you're tall. You used to walk with your head low. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of strength that you need to build. Uh, and I just looked at you and I saw that you're putting in 110% every workout. Every, every workout. workout. but it's I just, wish it was just, more, It just feels yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. Mentally, you're there. Even if your body, you say, look, I'm very tight today uh, and I can't do the whole workout. By the way, that is 110% for me. <laughs> because knowing what you're capable and not capable of doing, that's 110%. Right. You don't have to go all out and, and pass out at the, at the end of the workout to say that you're good. I actually look at people and I, I look at them and I understand what they're feeling today. And I'm saying today you're going to need to learn how to let go. That's 110%. <laughs> nice. Right? And today you're going to have to learn how to push harder because I can see you can do that. All you need to do is just take a deep breath and keep going. You know? so, and some of our workers, I think you can be an, uh, a witness to that, that some of our workouts, when I worked with you, some of them I pushed you really hard. Right. Some of them I right. made you almost, like, almost...
0: Pass out. Almost <laughs> pass out. You were
1: at that yeah. point of almost passing out and you... You were grateful for that, right? And some workouts you came and you said, listen, I have pain in my legs. I have pain in my knees. I have pain in pain in my back. And I said, okay, you're you're still going to do the workout. You're still going to go at it, but it's not going to be putting everything on the floor. You're going to take less weight and you're going to do different movements that are easier today, because I want you to understand that it's not about uh, the addiction. It's about understanding the process. And now I understand that a process takes time. We're not defined by our results, you know. So success is, is defined by the way that we take uh, right. Right? the work that we put in. But the, the distance between potential and success is work. So de-
0: developing persistency is yes. probably one of the biggest
1: goals, I yes. guess. Yes. yes, Yes. definitely. You need to understand it's a process. Anyone who goes into sports needs to understand it. it's a process. And it needs to be a mental process, not only a physical process, but a mental process as well, because you meet yourself so many times in a workout. I think you can be a uh, witness to that—that that, um, you actually get the chance to meet your real self while working out, specifically with CrossFit, but anything that you do that when you move your body, when you get to that point that you almost pass out, yeah, or your 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 heart rate is really high. Or you just lifted the heaviest lift you've ever done in your life. You just look at it and you say, that is the real me. You know, you, I, I, can't, I can't really explain that to a person that hasn't done um, what we, we are doing at CrossFit. But um, when, you connect, when you connect the um, um, functional movements with the high intensity, what happens to me is that I get a disconnect. I kind of disconnect my mind from my body. Yeah, because my body is capable of moving, right? But my mind. What, what stops is, us what, is our mind, usually. Our mind. Yeah, and that is where the mental work happens. If you're able to disconnect your mind from your body and say, "Look, you can do this. My body is completely capable of doing this." So let's think about what are my tasks for tomorrow. let's yeah, think how my like- business is going to be the best. You know, and this is where I get the best ideas. In hmm. That moments when there 's that disconnect for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, three minutes, four minutes depends on the workout. when that disconnect happens, that is where I see myself the best, yeah, you know for a lot of
0: us, our mind is always occupied by these things which are not the present, yeah. right exactly one but like I have these two things to buy on my way back home after the workout, and tomorrow I have this and that errand or, or something else. And, then, and and it's one of the things that I love about CrossFit is that you're working so hard that you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah. but to stop thinking about this shit. Uh, you have to be here. You have to be right here because that's all you have right now. Yeah. It's super intense. Yeah. It's super short, which makes it good because you you, you know there's, there's a stop line yeah. over there. Yeah. You know it's not something that, that is going to take hours now. Yeah. So you say, okay, so all I have to do is just disconnect for this one hour I'll take care of everything else later and it when it happens it, it not happens to me every workout I have to admit that but I see that my most successful workouts it's uh, it's when I get to that point when I manage to disconnect when I manage to be fully in that moment where also my big physical achievements come from and it's it wasn't easy in the beginning because when you come in for the first CrossFit workout, for example, you see all these guys who do amazing stuff. We look like mental people. We (laughs) look crazy. Yeah. Like a bunch of physically, perfectly fit people who do amazing stuff, lift some ridiculous weights. And you're like, am i supposed to do that can i, can I do this
1: yeah can i can i can i ever can I, do that should, should i be doing this even is it healthy and then, <laughs> and, then the, and then
0: the next the next phase is when you see the workout written on the board mm-hmm. right and then you see the weights yeah. which you you are kind of measured to yourself in your eyes mm-hmm. it's like how far am i from that weight that's written
1: over there yeah, that's like we call it the RX weight. Exactly, RX. That's like the the weight that is supposed to be in a workout.
0: Like, and you know, it took me about a m- two months, even more, to finally get to the, my own decision that I'm not measured by this. That it took me two months. I was crucifying myself for not being able for to not, not that being weight. able to even get close to that weight. Mm-hmm. And and, and 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 I think that like as a coach I would expect somebody to come over and see okay so this is your first workout uh, this is an RX way that means that you get there somewhere at some time some point in your life but you're not there yet and that's fine yeah that and and th- th- I th- do that's that, that's something that's yeah, exactly and and that's what I got from you when I when I came to workouts with you and I I sometimes did not get from other coaches yeah. And that can make a huge difference for a trainee. And, and that applies to persistence of that person in the future. I agree. And if having persistence is what uh, is our goal, because that that's what it is, right? It's creating a routine, a consistent routine. Mm-hmm. Then a coach can make the whole difference. Yep. How, how many times do you work
1: out uh, a week? I'm, I'm, I'm from that, those mental people. I do five to six times a week, usually five. Right. Um, about the two to three hour sessions, uh, long, very long sessions. All CrossFit or all CrossFit? All okay. CrossFit. But I mean, it, CrossFit today is very varied. There's a lot of there are a lot of movements, different kind of sports that kind of move into the CrossFit. Um, That's what CrossFit means. Yeah, it's like everything <laughs> happens there. But yeah. but in the um, past few years, um, if you know, the CrossFit Games is kind of like the Olympic competition of CrossFitters <laughs> right. all over the world. And lately, in the past few years, they, they've they've been adding uh, new movements. So, swimming, running, bike. Swimming is swimming, part, of, swimming. part of CrossFit yeah, now? Yeah, they do. They have a, the CrossFit Games has a run-swim-run session where they do, uh, I don't know, how, how long is the run? A few miles for a run and then a few miles for a swim and then back for a run. Nice. Which is close to a triathlon if you look at it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, That's and, what I and, thought. And these athletes... Need to be working at. They work out four days in a row with the competition, and they do uh, four to five events per day. And one of the events is a is it almost a triathlon? So so you look at these athletes and you say, okay, well I'm I'm not. That's not where I want to be. I'm I'm not looking at myself saying, I want to be that athlete. But I do want to have the ability to do all those stuff. So I take that. Also, I go swimming, I go running, I go bike riding that's like my extra that i put into my workouts so i can be actually capable of doing anything
0: how do people like nine to five people do do that i mean i was nine to five a nine to five person up yeah. until like six months ago yeah yeah and and i was i was going to evening workouts
1: uh, you're beat you come down you're beat you're done you're you're so yeah, tired exactly. when you come how, I know. how do you do that um it's 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 all about the mindset Right. the workouts give me energy hmm. it's a weird thing to, to to think about but while draining myself out from energy I'm actually gaining energy so coming home uh doing that nine to five work coming home I have more energy to actually create create more and do more read get my education hmm. and that all happens because I'm I'm, I'm I have that outlet It's called sport, Mm -hmm. right? So so it's an outlet for me to, I used to look at it as getting rid of my anger or, you know, it's a good place to kind of, a, a good outlet to kind of let go of all the bad things. Right. But today, looking back, I think that it's actually a place to get more of the good things in your life. It's the opposite way around. You actually gain more energy by moving energy out of your body. (laughs) <laughs> that's, right. really, that's a really weird conditioning but it's actually a real thing you know, if we leave that energy in our body and kind of live with it and say I'm not going to go do any sports I don't need sports I'm fine without it you know? I'm not talking about working it out five times a week, three hours a day I'm talking about a 40-30 minutes workout right. but if you're not, you don't have that outlet of taking out the energy out of your body you're not able to create a circulation of energy and energy is a limited thing. Right. It's limited. Do people even understand that? I mean, why
0: what are the reasons that people are coming to work out? So, we're talking about
1: uh, body image, of course, I guess that's but body one image of the, one is the, the main parts. thing. People is start it? to work out with body image. They start working out saying, "I want to look good." Is that is that most of the people? 90% of the people. We are screwed as a humanity. We man. are screwed as a humanity, <laughs> but but a good trainer will recognize that every first step needs to come with the why, the question why, a real why, not a. Uh, I the want... underlying why. Yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want to look at the why and say, "I want my, I want to have a six pack." Okay. Well, you could. You could, you could put it there, and you could get to that goal, but then what? But then what? Yeah. yeah. So that goal is physical, right? But what am I trying to do? So always when I have when I have uh, trainees that are. Um, open for it and have uh, their mental, I mean their intelligence is very high and they really want to make a change with their lives I would ask, what are we trying to do for real? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to work out so you can wake up happy with yourself every morning? Are you working out because you, have, you, you want your body to look better so let's talk about the real issue here which is body image <laughs> the issue is not how you look the issue is how you feel about yourself. It's how you feel about how you look. It's it's only in your mind, right? So if I'm going to feel good about myself, I won't need that six pack. If it's there, it's great. Again, it's secondary. What motivates people usually to, to, to come into to work out is I want to be fit. I want to look good for the summer. There's always a big movement of trainer of <laughs> trainees coming in on between February and May, right? right? So because they all want to pre, be prepared the pre for the summer. Mo- pre, you know, be- pre, pre beach, much months. Uh, pre beach, pre beach. you call it pre beach months? Whatever. Yeah. That's, I don't believe in that. I don't think you need pre beach months. You need to always be prepared to take your shirt off and go to the t- to the beach. So, and is there a difference in persistence? Um, between people who come for different reasons? Of course. Yeah, yeah. If if that's, yeah. 100%. People that come for for the wrong reasons. Give me me like the
0: type, the the, the one typecast who retains for a long time and the other
1: typecast who does. Okay, so people that are working on being healthy. People that say the goal is I want to be healthy. So they're not going to be competitors. Right. They're not going to be athletes. But they're going to come every day understanding that being healthy, a part of being healthy, is working out. Right. So they're not going to have to work for those RX weights. They're not going to look for um, the best weight. They're not going to look for that. They're not the, going to go to our face. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> they don't care. They're not going to yeah. go to, 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 to competition. And they don't care about it. They just want to be healthy. Okay. So these people are going to be holding for longer because they understand the value of being healthy. The people that usually uh, don't stay for longer are the ones that think about all the things that are superficial. Right. Um, how I want to look. How I want to look. Okay, what I want goal? my selfie on uh, Instagram and yeah. in and, and uh, the gym to look. What, yeah, what's, yeah. what's going to be the next picture I'm going to post to Instagram? Right. Okay, so these people are having a hard time holding on on sports, holding on on a diet. Now, when I'm saying a diet, I'm not talking about uh, under eating. I'm talking about healthy eating. A diet is... Yeah, a- but I heard you say word hamburger. The hamburger. I love burgers. I love burgers. They're part of my diet. Yeah, they're part of my diet. Right. I have uh, once a week. I have a meal that is called. Uh, we call it, well. The chee- cheat meal. Yeah, professional world calls it, calls it a cheat meal. I just yeah. call it my meal. Right. I just enjoy it. I don't. I don't really count uh, calories. I just understand. I've I've been working with a, um, a diet since I was. Uh, I think. 14 or 15. Yeah. Cause it was part of your life. Part of my, you, you my life, part that. of my tennis, right. a part of being, uh, trying to be a competitor. My parents are uh, sport maniacs always have been. Um, so I, I, so I'm, I'm used, I know what my body needs in order to work. Um, and I'm always, always be becoming better today. I'm also gonna, I'm also cooking a lot today because
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I need to make a lot of food. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a heavy eater. I yep. eat a lot. So, so, um, again, I think that that if you understand the meaning or the value of what you're doing, the why, why did I choose to work out? Why did I choose to come to CrossFit or to go to the gym or go swimming or go w- running? What is the reason that I'm doing it? If the reason is good enough and it's not a superficial reason, it's not a reason that is uh, dependent on other people's feedback right hey your body looks great that's bullshit i'm sorry that's <laughs> bullshit i don't care because my mind today knows that that is my for me for me that is the outlet for other people that is being healthy right right mm-hmm. so like you said uh you started working out and you looked at those weights and you said this is crazy i'm never going to get there but two months later you're walking down the street feeling healthier feeling stronger feeling more stable you're standing up straight and
0: not only that i did uh, i do see the impact uh, i actually get stronger yeah, physically I do, like, like yeah and it's the, on a day-to-day task you know mm-hmm. I, I volunteer as an emt for eight years now okay. and when you need to lift a patient or you need to lift equipment it's something that i was i remember not doing a shift for a whole month i needed i, I needed to take a break but it did continue to work out in, uh, during that month and then after that one after that month i did a shift and i suddenly i lifted some i, I can't recall what it was exactly it's some some kind of heavy equipment mm-hmm. i suddenly i lifted it up and i was like okay i did i, I remember it was heavier Yeah.
1: Something and happened. these are
0: like small things that i noticed in my life for example or for example i took a uh, bike riding course, like to improve my biking skills. I mean, motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then you have these bumps in the road, and they 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 teach you that if you want your back to be safe, then when you approach that bump, you need to lift your body slightly in your legs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's most of the people that I took course with. It was like eight people. They had their quads burning at the end of the session and i was like Phew, that was easy now yeah, let's do more squats today <laughs> exactly yeah that's yeah. like just squats exactly and that's i noticed myself doing that and it's lifting groceries it's daily stuff that i became capable of and i was like okay that's a real change yep. that's a real game changer i agree i agree
1: i agree i think that that is that is the most important thing if you want to be persistent if you want to be able to maintain uh uh, um, a life with doing sports, okay? Like mixing them and merging them together. You need to be able to understand the, all the stuff that comes with it, right? So becoming stronger is a is a, the, one of the most important goals in sports for me instead of looking better. Yeah, right. You know? So, so if you become stronger, you actually feel stronger you feel stronger and that the sense of accomplishment
0: you get from it is exactly what you were initially looking for without even knowing
1: yeah, it. yeah. and from the mirror yeah. from other people you will never get that that a feeling saying this is exactly what I wanted because looking at the mirror you always you're always comparing you're always comparing to what you were or what you can be looking at other people and uh, that's what comparing. they seem basically subconsciously
0: uh, in a way, they people that's what they see. I mean, they look at your body and if your body looks great, what they subconsciously say is that, okay, you look stronger, you look strong, you look capable. you look like you're a capable human being and and it also looks good, but what comes out of their mouths yeah. is you look fit, your body looks fit.
1: yeah, you look fit sometimes I, sometimes it's not a, a it's not a positive uh, reaction. It doesn't feel positive. It actually feels negative. The energy that I receive from other people sometimes walking shirtless at the beach because I want to be shirtless at the beach and I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter how my body looks today. I just want to be at the beach shirtless and, and tan in the sun and go in the water. Sometimes the reactions I get because, you know, I work out a lot and it does show on my body. Yep. I mean, I understand that. But sometimes the reaction is not positive. And that is why I decided that the reaction doesn't matter. What? What kind of negative reaction did you receive um a lot of a lot of comments of uh being a douchebag (laughs) or being a snob yeah without even knowing you okay without even knowing knowing me that is a reaction i received like oh you just live at the gym right that is like you're it's so important for you the way you look And, and a lot of people won't be able to understand that this is what i love doing i love doing it Right. I'm not doing it for any other reason but love and passion. You know and that is that is what I, why I've decided to move my life from the from a world of, of, of business uh, managing businesses. I will be managing businesses, but in relation to what I love and what my passion is, my passion is helping people um, get the most out of the potential they choose to pursue. right right So we have potential and every person has a hundred points of potential in his life. From from the point you're a kid till you're you're uh, an old person walking with a stick, you always have potential to do something. But potential is not even a first step. Potential is just there; it's always there. It's always there. It's always there.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you have and it means you nothing it. until you act upon it,
1: until, until you take the first step, yeah. and you decide to pursue that potential. Now, I have great potential of of being able to help people become their best selves. Right. That is that is my calling. It's something right. both, that physically okay. both physically and mentally. Both yeah. physically and mentally. Mostly mentally. Physical is is a, is secondary. I don't care how it's you look. It's a side effect, basically. It's a side effect. I don't care how you look in the mirror. I care how you feel when you look in the mirror. That's the difference yep. for me. And that is the way I look at my trainees. That is the way I look at my... Uh, the, the way I, I program. The way I choose workouts. Is to being... Being able to show people how to love themselves and th- who they are for the people they are. And you don't have to be a CrossFit athlete and you don't have to be a competitor. And you don't <laughs> have to lift uh, 200 kilos of deadlift yep. to be a better person. You could just come to work out and yeah, go and home. And enjoy
0: every freaking second out of yeah, it. Yeah.
1: And come, go home sweating and smiling. Feeling Having a great dinner and, and you're accomplished and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. And that that is why i believe in sport so much i think that it's a great tool uh to to kind of show people their own reflection right because you're off guards there yeah you're off guards you're drooling you're sweating you're coughing sometimes you're even throwing up <laughs> that that's my my uh... i almost had that once yeah yeah that's why I, that, that's when i i learned my my own limit yeah, yeah. Well, I, well the first time that's so funny the first time I did CrossFit, I, was at, uh, I think it was a year without, I just worked out outside, like street workouts, TRX, uh, a little bit of functional training. But right. I just kind of had a year of just, I don't want to lift weights anymore. know I got really thin and I felt sick. I didn't work out that much. I felt really bad. Um, but I just, it was kind of a loop. I was in a very bad relationship back then. And, uh, and I, was, I, was, I was moving into, it was not a good phase of my life. And the first time I did CrossFit was at the end of that phase. And I remember the first workout I passed out twice and I threw up twice. I passed out, I woke up, I threw up, I passed out again. But I you woke still up, continued. I you threw went up. on. I still, I still moved on. And at the end of the workout, I threw up the, the, for the last time. And I said, I'm going to be the best at that shit. I'm going to be throwing this. up. And, and, and <laughs> that's what I said. I looked, I, I threw up and I said, there yeah. is no way I'm not going to be the best at this thing. The best that I can be. Yeah. I am going to break this. You know, <laughs> that's, that's going to be me. Yeah. And I just started fighting. So yeah, at the beginning it was very extreme. I took my body to places that I don't think any human body should go to. Right. And very extreme. Uh, passing out and throwing up is not a goal.
0: Yeah. You know, it not... used
1: to be my goal when I started really? CrossFit. Or was it? Yeah, I gotta push as hard as I can until I fucking pass out. That was a great. That was a goal. uh, uh, That is. It's not a healthy one
0: yeah it's but not a healthy one it's not a healthy one at all not, not
1: a problem of achieving one crossfit no, no yeah. i can achieve that in crossfit It takes I, you, I can get a heart attack in three minutes in crossfit yeah let's do fran fran is a the, one of the girls at crossfit you know the crossfit has uh, the crossfit girls they have workouts named after uh girls names uh, they yeah. have girls names fran and annie and whatever there, there are a lot of them linda or whatever uh, and 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 some workouts there take four minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. But in these three, four, five minutes, I can kill you. <laughs> you can literally get a heart attack from yeah. doing those workouts. Um, and that was kind of my goal. That is what I was looking at and saying, "This is I got to push as hard as I can." And that was my mistake back then. Um, uh, almost a year after I went into CrossFit, I understood that that is not the way to go. <laughs> Like I understand it took that. you year. it took me almost a year to understand that. But now I understand that doing the the best you can in the process of working out and enjoying it will take you actually further than pushing the limits so much. Sometimes it's a it's it's a it's a virtue. It's a it's so positive to come up and say I can't do this right now. Right. It's not that I'm not capable. It's not that I'm not capable. It's I'm consciously deciding. To stop: Yeah, no, so you, you, you still retain that control. Yeah yeah I do. Um, and some workouts, I let everything loose, because some workouts I want to test. Some workouts, I want to test where I can go. Mm-hmm. Did I get better in the past two, three, four months? So I am going to do the testing, but it's not going to be as, uh, as frequent as in every workout.
0: Right. It's
1: going to be uh, uh, throughout the full year of, of training I'll be testing. Um, I haven't threw up. I have not threw throw up or passed out for almost a year from crossfit. <laughs> which is great. Which is great. That means yeah. that I'm doing it. That means that yeah. I'm doing it right. right. But I did get to very extreme points in the in workouts, saying I'm at the edge. And that's like as far as I could go. This is as far as I. And
0: could of go. course, as a as a, as a coach, as a mentor for others, yeah. that's that that that's where you come in and can recognize those limits that people are not aware of
1: yet yeah. yeah people sometimes are not aware of their limits some people come in saying i am such a strong person i'm gonna rip this workout out of power 45 seconds into the workout they start hyperventilating yeah because they don't understand it's fine but they don't understand that that working out means also being smart yeah you have to be smart in a workout. You have to choose to be smart. You need to handle you need yourself to, you in a need smart to, way. You need to
0: plan your workout. Plan you your to, yeah. workout.
1: Think about how many reps you're going to take. With CrossFit specifically, it works. Uh, you can actually see it happening. Yeah. Because in CrossFit, let's say you have a 15-minute AMRAP. 15 right. minutes, as many rounds as possible. Just go, go, go for, for, let's say, three, four, five movements. Right. If you look at that and you say 15 minutes, you need to look at the 15 minutes as a whole and say... How long can I work? What is the fastest pace that I can work in for 15 minutes and still be able to breathe and not hyperventilate and stop a workout? So the goal is to finish the 15 minutes. So if the goal is to finish the 15 minutes and you understand that after 10 reps of box jumps, let's say which you, when you jump up, up and down a box, you're not going to be able to breathe. Maybe it's smarter to do five and five and take a breather in the middle. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to plan out the workout. And that is something um, that I've never done before CrossFit. And I think that is something that also changed my mentality about sports. Right. Plan ahead. Hmm. Think about what you're doing during the workout. If you have a plan of attack, try to keep it rolling while you work out. So actually in that moment, when you're almost at the edge, you're still thinking. (laughs) You're still capable of planning and thinking and, 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 and counting, time managing. Right. So, so it's strategy, it's strategy. It's strategy. It's strategy, strategy. Yeah.
0: How do you, how do you develop? I mean, as a coach, I can clearly see how all the things that you learned from your life and your own experience, how you can pass these on as a personal trainer. Sure. How do you do that in a, in, in a group of 18 yeah. and from that, I would like extend that question to mm-hmm. what you think are the, the things that, that should happen in sports in general. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not talking about athletes, like professional sports, but day-to-day exercise for uh, the Mm nine-to-fives. What should happen in the industry to help develop that mental
1: control? Okay. Look, in a group environment, the one thing you should understand as a coach is that you're not going to touch everybody. You have to understand that not everyone you'll have a good connection with. Right. Right. But at the same time, you understand that changing one life is already a big, a, a big deal. <laughs> you know, changing yeah. one life is already a big deal. Right. So if you look at 18 people in a workout, and, but I was able to, to push harder, uh, to get four people to push harder, three people to stop and look at their limits and say, this is my limit. And two people that had a PR today, had a personal best today, had a personal result today that was amazing. then I've done my job. And then if one person comes after the workout and he wants to consult with me about nutrition and say, hey, look, I I don't understand what to eat. I'm really trying to lose weight here, but I'm not able doing it to do that. I I really need help with that. And And I would have that great conversation with him trying to explain that nutrition is about being healthy and not about losing weight. Then in that connection, I'm able to influence one person. So in a group of eighteen, I think every workout I get to touch one, two, three, four people. Right. But that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. The other people just came to work out, and it's fine. Maybe next workout we'll have a great connection. So I'm not. My goal is not to influence eighteen people in a workout. It's to influence that one, two, or three people. Right. That so, one so you workout. think there's
0: no no way to do that and on, on on a larger
1: scale? I think that. Um, uh, Look at look at people. I'm looking at people, uh, uh, gurus or mentors. If you know who Tony Tony Robbins is, yeah, Tony Robbins is like a guru in the states. He does uh, uh, personal uh, uh, personal coaching and group coaching yeah. uh, for groups up to 2,500 people. Right. I don't think that 2,500 people are going to be taking what he said in his seminar and actually imply that to their life with persistency and perseverance and no, probably for very not. long time probably not probably maybe five percent right tops maybe ten percent is gonna be a lot that's so a 250 250 people changing their lives that's a lot uh, and five percent <laughs> take 125 people change that's a lot so my goal is never to change 18 people's lives It's not quantity. It's not quantity. It's quality. quality. Yeah. Think about it like that. I have one person in an 18-people workout on my Saturday workout that comes to me and said, you changed my life. Or he feels like something has changed and he doesn't even tell me. Just something changed. The next workout, he's going to come with that energy to the gym. Right. But then with CrossFit, he's going to have 17 people that are different people that were not in yesterday's workout. But they're going to be in today's workout but he has that energy. So now he's able to influence and change their lives with the energy that I was able to provide him. So changing one life can actually change more. So my goal is never to change everyone's lives. My goal is not to change someone's lives. It's just show them that life is good. (laughs) Life is great, you know, and and the energy is great. And and while working out, you create great energy. So let's take that energy and move it forward. Sometimes they don't even understand that they do it. But coming into the gym with a smile and saying hi to everyone because I feel confident today because I achieved something yesterday, <laughs> then your your that's, energy that's a, is cha- on. that's a loop. That's that's a chain. That's, that's a yeah, chain reaction. Chain reaction, and it keeps yeah. going, and it keeps going all the time. If you keep making moves for your lives and you keep choosing the person you want to be, it moves along. So, so, so in going back to what I said at the beginning of the interview, I said, if you're going to be your best self, then other people are going to be the best selves as well. Yeah. You're going to be giving more to the world by giving to yourself. I'm not saying it by being a egomaniac, taking everything that your own and kind of pulling, I want this and I want that. And it's going to be mine. But saying, this is what I want and I'm going to work for that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what Kpians is for, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I
1: love I love that so, yeah. <laughs> I love this project. You know, being a better human being starts from every small step you take. When I started
0: thinking this concept, it was something that I started off thinking of as a business. Um, it's actually how do I create groups of people who want to achieve more? How do I create groups of people who want to try other things, other non digital skills in their lives? Mm-hmm. So sports is only one of them. But the previous one was about woodwork and there is many, many, many more coming up. And then I came to the point where I understood that it's that it's not the goal right now. I mean, it could turn into a business at some point. I I know how it's going to happen. I'm not sure where when exactly. But right now, what's important for me is to tell my story and to tell about how this thing affects me, hoping that it'll move others to try other things to make themselves more capable human beings, and it, and as you said, like when you're talking about the difference between um, not the difference, but when you talk about the two aspects of training, which is one physical and one mental, and they go together. This is exactly what KPNs is. It's like making myself more capable, which is the physical part, human being, which is the mental part. Agreed. and and it's I think it's something that. Once you understand, when you try having an active routine in your life and building an active routine in your life, the second you recognize the mental part, the second you understand that it's all about the mental part, that's when any goal is achievable. And and I think that sums up pretty well our subject today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank New you house, for having me here. Uh, this is this is my topic. This is what I love talking about. <laughs> I can go for hours. This See, is I, yeah, I recognize that. Yeah. So, thank you so much. Thank you too. Thank you guys for listening. Go to kpns.com kpns.com uh, read those blog posts and the previous episodes of this podcast. Follow kpns on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Do whatever you want. Instagram, Instagram whatever. Instagram. Yeah. You got
1: to go for Instagram too. Till the next time. Bye-bye.